0: Welcome to Wisco Dice. Welcome to Wisco Dice. Hey, okay, this is the Coenzy with the Most here. We have don't have Paul with us today, but we do have a special guest here to talk about our main topic for today's show, which, go ahead and introduce him. You've heard him back on episode 5.5. 5. It's Mr. Jason. Hello. Hey, Greetings. Jason. Greetings. Thanks a lot for coming by the studio today and doing this. Um, what today? We're our main topic. This is we're going to do. This is a tw- this is episode twenty six point five. We're recording on wow. January fifth. And if you don't remember back when we did five point uh, show five point five, the point five casts are just kind of our completely off the wall, off topic Warhammer casts. So we're not talking Warhammer today. We're going to talk Descent. We're actually going to go back and revisit their five point five. If you remember, was Descent. Yep first edition, and we talked about it. We loved the game. You can definitely, when you go back and listen to that, you can hear how much we love the game. This show, we're going to talk about Descent second edition and kind of do a little compare contrast, talk about our experiences, what we really like about second edition, and just give a good good overview and review of the game. So that's kind of the goal, and that's why we got Jason here today, because he's... He's uh, our overlord in the in our campaign we're doing now with the Sent Second Edition. On that note, let's go ahead and thank our sponsors. Then I always got to go ahead and thank these guys are kind of what make Wisco Dice go. And we're going to go ahead and start with Misty Mountain Games and Diversions. They're right down the road here, Jason. I know you've ordered stuff from Misty. Oh, yeah. Never yes. had a problem getting stuff no, in. No, i a cool store. Just big. It's the biggest gaming space in Madison. It's well worth it if you're in Madison, oh, Wisconsin. Yeah, I was not even aware of that. It is. If you're in Madison, Wisconsin, you need to hook up an event or whatever, it's definitely a place to go to get it. They're easy to work with, great to work with. Then on top of that, we have Last Square. It's over on Adana Road. You can always go to lastsquare.com. They have 20% discounts pretty much on in everything, including board games, Warhammer, miniatures, uh, role-playing games, pretty much the whole nine-yard. They are pretty much the wargaming store of Madison, Wisconsin. Next up, of course, we ought to really thank our sponsor, Prism Gaming. They're from Wausau, Wisconsin, here. They produce an amazing line of paints, and I'm going to be using a lot of their paint range on, when I'm actually, for Descent, I'm building a 3D Descent board, and I'm going to be using a lot of their paints to actually paint that board, as well as I'm using them to paint their miniatures. It's just been great to work with their stuff. And they have all sorts of other little gaming accessories, dice towers, those kind of things. It's really cool. Finally, go ahead and thank the Wisconsin Warhammer Fantasy Battles League. They've been with us since day one. It's the oldest Warhammer Fantasy game club in the state of Wisconsin. Been around since some somewhere in like at least the mid 90s, if not further back. So, really want to thank those guys. And make sure if you're in the Wisconsin or if you're looking for, you know, events or what's going on in the Midwest, you can always go to the wwhfb.com and get all of those updates. Okay, so. Obviously, I've talked a little bit about what the main topic for today's show is. It's going to be we're going to talk about Descent Second Edition. But there's something else going on today here at oh, Consey's That's yeah. that's kind of a big deal. It's obviously January 5th is the Conzi's birthday. It's
1: support your Conzie. Yay me! Support Happy your birthday, Conzi! Yeah,
0: thank you very much. Um, and so we're I'm hosting a, a big board game bash later today, which we got all sorts of really cool oh, games yeah. going on. We should have like 15 or 20 people over here. It's going to be, be a packed house. It'll be
1: nice to talk about some board games, and even though Descent probably won't come out today, it'll be nice to go play a bunch of board games after that. <laughs> no,
0: we're definitely going to play, uh, with, you know, we're going to play a big uh, game of Eclipse with yes. the new expansion and stuff. Yes
1: very excited about that not
0: that that's a, a main topic here or anything like that but what can you tell us about eclipse i know this is a a really cool game we've actually played most of the way through wednesday night on a on a, just yeah, a, base a nice game.
1: refresher i'm really glad we did that it's it's a rather complex game it's a it's a space conquest game some might call it a 4x game it's resource management and building ships and pimping them out with awesome weapons and uh, power drives and defenses and targeting computers and fighting with other players. It's got some political aspects to the game exploration space exploration aspects and uh it's it's got a really cool economic engine uh you've you've got a a few different types of resources money, science, and materials used respectively to pay for your actions pay for your research that you do to get some really cool stuff for your race or your ships and then you use materials to pay to actually build those ships and a couple other things you can construct in the game so very cool economic engines and and how that actually works it's almost a bit of a hybrid part euro game part it's got definitely got some merit trash to it as well. I mean there there's plenty of dice rolling in combat. I saw some bad luck on Wednesday night when we played. Yeah, I have never oh, see man. I mean
0: <laughs> combat is always risky. I mean whether whether you're playing risk or you're playing yeah. any number yeah, of, and you're throwing dice. of games, yep. you're and you're throwing dice. It's always a risk. But yeah, that was it was probably the worst uh, yeah, was some uh, bad worst luck I've seen uh, yeah. for one player ever, and going into combat and losing that many combats, which yeah, is it just so wrecked his it's game. It's
1: unfortunate when that happens. I feel bad when that happens, especially yeah, so, a new player.
0: Yeah, it was a new player and stuff. So,
1: but it's a it's a it's an awesome game, and we're really uh, we just got the expansion that increases capacity for players in the game to nine. Don't think we'll have nine today, but
0: six or seven uh, I think is yeah, what we're going to have. Yes, should be on six
1: it. or seven. That's I'm sure enough for a great game. We're really excited about it.
0: Definitely. And it's definitely one of those games we've kind of learned from experience that even though I think it's, what, two to six players is the base game? Yeah. It definitely plays best when you have four to six. Yes. And the more players you have out and playing on it, the better the game experience is. Absolutely. And there isn't, like, a lot of games where you get a lot of players going on them. It's not a game where you're sitting there with a lot of downtime between turns. So it's, it's a game that you uh, – I mean, the worst you get – you know maybe 5 or 10 minutes of of downtime but usually it's not even that bad you're usually constantly thinking you got to watch what everybody else is doing paying yeah, attention yeah you do
1: need to some participate some i mean it it can be slow for new players it says it's 30 minutes per player which i mean i guess if you had all pretty experienced players and knew what they were doing then yeah it would it would go quickly but i mean there are a lot of decisions to make or potentially make we were on probably your turn. close
0: to we were closing and we started at what 7:38 o'clock Probably closer to eight o'clock when we started. We start, were two-thirds we of the way through and, the game, and it at was midnight. midnight. It, so that was you know we had one new player that was close to game.
1: So and with a new player, that's pretty, yeah. yeah. It, it you definitely need to get experience if you're playing against experienced players and you're new in this game, you're probably not going to do too well. So when we've we're going to have one or two new players today, I, I don't foresee that. I mean, they can get lucky. They could be you know they could have. I know they're reading the rules and stuff, so they definitely have a chance to do just fine. But we'll we'll see. And
0: there's a lot of really good YouTube videos and stuff like that. I got to say, I, I've been noticing. Yeah. You know, anytime you're catching on a new board game or a new game at all youtube's got so many videos out there now of like reviews of games explanations on how to play the game tutorials on games you just you know hook up online Mm -hmm. catch a quick couple youtube videos and before you go to play that game and you've already got a good understanding of how it works before you ever have to throw dice or set up or anything
1: yeah it's a good. I think that and reading a rule book like that combined, combined with like a teaching slash review video. That's how I learned to play Venos, which is a very complex. It's how game. we all
0: learned how to play Venus. yeah,
1: yeah definitely. So, uh, I mean, in addition to the rule book, of course, but it was, uh, yeah, that's a, that's the way to do it.
0: Okay, were there were there any other? I mean, okay, in the last. You know, a few weeks or whatever. Is, has there been anything really hot on the board game front that you've picked up or, Actually, or seen?
1: Board game day at friends. You were not there, Ben. But yeah, I know I was a bum. It was at Don's that Friday night. Sure thing. They busted out Lords of Waterdeep. It's a it's a Dungeons and Dragons themed game, if you want to call it themed. But it's uh, it's really a Euro game underlying. There are some some randomness and chance aspects to it, card drawing and stuff. But It's a really good game. That was the second time I ever played it. I picked that up in a recent order, and I've played it with my wife like three times already in the last like two weeks and for her you know she doesn't game a whole bunch and she loves the game like and it's a very fun game you need to play it
0: tina my wife's actually the mrs coency is actually saw that game and went "Ooh, i want to play that game yeah and she's a, it's she's a big old and D'er from way back in the day so you yeah. know she latched right on to it wanting to play like that. so
1: i think people who have played it mentioned that like oh yeah you you know you, they have locations and cards you draw and stuff and or in flavor text and like you recognize that if you've played something to do with like it's it water deep, deep Harbor. Harbor.
0: Waterdeep is a, a major city yeah. and foundation city in the Forgotten Realms campaign setting of oh, Dungeons & Dragons. Okay. Okay. And that is one of the... It was Ed Greenwood who was... It's his setting, basically, he wrote and came up with, and they published way back. It's been around 20, 25, 30 years. I mean, it's hmm. it's been around a long time.
1: It's a cool game. Like, if you've played Agricola before and understand that game you can be taught this game in probably about five minutes. And I'm not really even exaggerating. Like, it's it's very, very simple to learn. But there's still strategy to it as well.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, well, any game's got it something like that. Certainly a good game is. Yeah.
1: All right. Um, I think uh, Other than that, Descent 2 has been hot for us. I mean,
0: yeah, we've been playing <laughs> we a play lot of that few,
1: a few weeks in a row.
0: I think the the only other thing that I kind of wanted to to mention here on on games that i 've recently played that were really just on the on the hotness level for me was cards against humanity and while oh, that's yes. not <laughs> the, the cards aren 't some of the cards are not necessarily appropriate for this show to talk about sure it is it's it 's basically an apples to apples, which I enjoy a lot i I do enjoy apples to apples a lot. But it's an adult version, so yes. there's a lot of yes. very adult terminology. If you like kind of the stuff that happens on Point Hammered, you know, that kind of, some of that kind of joking, or, you know, maybe not to that extreme, but yeah, that's a, a real good a- example. I mean, my wife was playing and, and they picked, uh, one of the cards was Pap's Blue Ribbon, so they picked, uh, the, you know, the person picked played yeah. the PBR card. So it any is game rather
1: game. vulgar. It says in the back of the box, "A game for horrible people." <laughs> it's definitely an adult game with vulgarities and and such. But uh, so maybe not very some, fun.
0: Maybe not something you play with the in laws, but certainly something when you've got like your college buddies over, or you know, it's it's simple alcohol enough. Alcohol is can, involved, possibly yeah, alcohol <laughs> involved, or even you know, you got it's a game you can get the girlfriends playing too because they're gonna laugh and have fun. And sure. all the kind of silliness that gets game. put down, too. And it's simple game. So, all right, we're going to go ahead and take a break here. When we come back, we'll go ahead and start talking about Descent.
2: Are you tired of playing the same group of guys in your basement every week? Check out the WWHFB, Wisconsin Warhammer Fantasy Battles, Inc. Check it out at WWHFB.com with regions of Madison, Milwaukee, Stevens, Point, and Lacrosse. Anywhere in Wisconsin, you're going to find somebody to play. WWHFB.com. Wisconsin Warhammer fantasy battles League. What, what what's that place the last the last circle the the last triangle no wait the last square that's what it is the last square located on O'Donnell Road have you been there yeah yeah they have a huge selection of miniatures everything from five millimeter scale all the way up to 25 28 everything you could imagine.
0: Yeah, it's the, basically the war game store of Madison, Wisconsin with every war gaming need you can just about imagine or think you wanted and a lot of things you didn't even know you wanted.
2: Exactly. They also have model railroads and rockets.
0: All sorts of good stuff for the geek in you. All right. And if you can't get to the square, you can always check them out on their website, thelastsquare.com. Exactly. And we are back. Okay, Hello. so let's go ahead and get into this main topic. So first off, what is Descent Journeys in the Dark? What is this crazy game that we're going to talk about?
1: Well, I'd say, are you asking me that? Uh, yeah, sure. It's, uh, we did cover it in the first one, but it's it's basically, in my description of Descent, is it's a dungeon crawl board game with an asymmetrical aspect in which you... Have a single player that plays the evil overlord and will play against the rest of the group, up to four other individuals who play hero players and are venturing through the dungeon and trying to uh, overcome the stated objective for that dungeon and beat the overlord. So there is a, a very, very harsh, well, harshly asymmetrical, very asymmetrical aspect to. To either the overlord or hero role and it's it's a dungeon crawl you get treasure uh there's a campaign integrated with the second edition game you basically your character doesn't technically level up but uh they over time get better and better weapons and more experience and uh and you spend that on different abilities for that character's class so it's, I wouldn't call it an RPG in any manner. It's a it's a tactical dungeon crawl board game in, in sure. three words.
0: <laughs> sure thing. So I, I guess the that kinda of also covers then how the players win. If you're the overlord, obviously 'cause you, you there's it's it's if you're playing as one of the you got the you got this aspect of one to four is it one it's one to four players, right?
1: One to four heroes. Or
0: one to four heroes, I should say. And versus pretty much
1: you got to play with four. I mean, that's really the general unspoken rule. But,
0: yeah, sorry. Yeah, I think so. I think so as well. But so you got one to four heroes, which are cooperative. They're all cooperative. They're working as a team. Yes. So it's their team versus the one player who is at, taking the role of the Overlord, which kind of that person controls the game and, and whatever. So the, the Overlord can win in a... In, couple of manners usually it's spelled out in whatever the mission or quest yeah. is that the the heroes are trying to complete Yep.
1: Yeah. there's 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 a quest guide big thick book that comes along separately from the rule book it has what 20-ish or so different quests in it, something like that each quest has a state of stated victory condition and and you know some special rules that go along with it as well and The uh, you know if the heroes do this they win usually it's defeating an enemy or everybody getting out of an exit with a certain item sometimes Um, and and the overlord it's usually um, it's it it varies getting out
0: they they could be the overlord has to have one of their guys get out of the 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 dungeon the dungeon correctly or or their monster gets out of the dungeon with the with the uh item or whatever it might be.
1: And the Overlord, it's not a a physical miniature or something that you actually, or a character you play in the game, kind of your... Uh, you're the evil overlord and you're behind the scenes and you're you know the monsters are your your puppets that you control and and get to move them on your turn that's that's kind of the the overlord's role they're in control of all of the the things against the heroes in the dungeon
0: v- very much if you're like an old dungeons and dragons or any kind of role player then you understand the the role of the game master or yeah. the or the dungeon it's like master. An evil
1: dungeon master kind of but and and honestly for me this and this is something that equates to old descent as well maybe even more like having in the past for at least a short time played dungeons and dragons it was hard for me to be the in that slightly gm role because they're kind of usually it's the most experienced player that plays the overlord or at least someone that knows what they're doing with it and they kind of they kind of run the game and are responsible for setting it up and stuff and it was hard for me to separate from that you know game master and i was a nice gm and kind of wanted my heroes to succeed and it was hard for me to really feel good about about fighting them and, and hurting them and and beating them although now i don't feel like that anymore <laughs> he has gotten to be a properly I have, evil I overlord over that i've i do my absolute best now so
0: all right so let's go ahead then and just go ahead and talk a little bit we kind of overviewed on a high level what the the game is and and what the gameplay is like let's go ahead and and get into the meat and potatoes how what's the what what does somebody got to do to play a game of descent
1: well you uh you'll take a look at your quest guide um and the quest guide will give you all kinds of different instructions um well I'm sorry. Technically first, uh your your heroes should be chosen, you know, choose who the hero players are going to be. They get to look through a stack of of eight cards or I, I think eight or 10 heroes in the and base there's eight
0: they come with the base set. Base
1: version of uh, second edition. And I I'll I'll mention the additional things you can add to the the hero choices and monsters later, but basically they'll choose their hero and each hero is of a certain type of like kind of a a warrior background or mage background or a rogue or healer background. And one of those four backgrounds. And each of those four in the Descent 2nd Edition-based game has two different classes that you can choose from. For example, uh, the rogue class or, or background, you can choose from a wildlander class or... Uh, Thief, I think, is the the other one. I'm not. I'm not positive, but and each of the classes comes with a different setup of starting items and a different collection of abilities that you can later purchase. You'll get your heroes. You're going to want to decide whether you're playing the campaign mode or a single one-off adventure. And I'll mention that the second edition is kind of geared for playing the campaign mode and gradually bettering your characters and, and the and the overlords abilities as well. And from this point on I'm just going to basically refer to everything as though I was talking about the campaign.
0: Which is what but, we uh, what we're doing currently, so we have the most experience with.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, we, we we started we played one one-off quest in second edition and after that we started the campaign because we realized it was absolutely the way to go. Uh, which is great. It's it's great fun. We've played several quests by now. I think we've played five total. Intro, the three, and the interlude. Yep. Yep. And we've got four left until, uh three, and then the finale of the campaign. And it, it's it's really cool. I'll, I'll get into more of that later. I just wanted to give that preface before. Sure thing. Um, but, uh, you know, you pick your, your heroes. They, they get equipped. Um the quest guide has all these quests in it. You choose a quest that you're going to play. It has a map that you set up using modular pieces to to set up the layout of the dungeon. And it goes over the different monsters that the Overlord gets and what special rules might be in effect. Where it might be like, oh, these are there are these NPCs somewhere on the board you know set them up here and the heroes need to protect them or escort them out or they need to find this treasure and that's your objective for this encounter in the quest you set that up and and then you're off playing so there i, I will warn ben you can you might have a little less experience because i usually will set this up in my house a lot of the time before people show up but there is definitely some pre-game setup to it oh yes if you've got good organization and your components are separated well that's going to be you know 10 or 15 minutes to get everything set up and that's not including the choosing of characters and stuff because usually you'll make that decision and that's going to stand for several games so i'm just talking about setting up your map setting up your individual quest that you've
0: got yeah putting the putting the board together finding all the little tiles and whatever picking out your monsters yeah, it takes a while as and,
1: evidenced by how long i just talked about it. And, it
0: and it's not so bad like if you're playing with the core des- the the core second edition stuff where you just have this there's not a whole pile of like monsters or whatever so it's pretty easy to go with the, the core descent stuff as long as you have your map tiles sorted pretty organized yeah. instead of yeah a giant pile of jammed in the box like mine are.
1: Oh, mine are kind of like that, too. I, I have the little <laughs> ones separated in the bag, but whatever. But so, yeah, there, there's a lengthy lengthy setup, and you establish what needs to happen. Um, and there's actually, pretty much for every quest, there's two separate maps, and each one of those is an encounter. So you'll you'll play one encounter, the heroes or overlord win it, and that even sometimes makes has an effect on... An environment or scenario that occurs in the second encounter of a quest. And then the, after the second inc- encounter is finished, you know, the, the heroes or overlord win. And usually, there's everybody who played in the quest gets a, a mutual benefit. Everybody who won the quest, be it the heroes or the overlord, will get an additional bonus, usually. For,
0: for the that. second quest, for the second portion of the quest. <clears throat>
1: Not to mention. And and for the winner of the quest as well after that second.
0: Not to mention the, the, uh, one of the things that is from the player perspective, we kind of maybe glossed over or skipped or maybe I just missed it when you explained it, but there's kind of a journey component too to getting to the quest now. Yeah. No, I did skip that. Yep. And that, you know, there can be some little bonuses or some negatives going into even just getting to where you go to the first quest. So, okay, you gotta go, you gotta, you got to overcome the hurdles as players to get to the quest. Then you've got to do the first portion of the quest, and that might be trying to get up this hillside to where the cave mouth is yes. while giants drop rocks on you, or, or it might be you're going to a masquerade ball and you have to try to figure out who the good guys are versus the yeah, vampires that is, that or something is, like that. That
1: is one of the quests, yes. I only
0: re- I only mentioned this because we played through it. <laughs> yes, this is true. But and so then you have that first portion of the quest, and then you go to, and then once that, depending on how that goes, if it goes badly for the heroes, then the overlord gets an advantage. You know, if they don't accomplish their thing, then the the overlord gets an advantage in the second quest. And and it seems pretty. It seems like it's pretty balanced as you go through and you pick your quest as you go through for which quest that you know. There's kind of a there are some, some quests that are definitely, I think, written from a hero advantage. So as you're playing oh, through the campaign, absolutely. you've got a, you've got a level of, okay, these quests are kind of hero advantage. So, like, there's a, there's a good chance the heroes will win. And there's some that are definitely like, this is going to be an uphill battle. The, the overlord's got the advantage. And it's designed. And, and when you play it, if you were playing these as kind of a one off, and we and we mentioned that earlier yeah. that it's the one-off games tend not to be as good. You play through the over play through the uh, campaign. It makes real sense why. Okay, this one was a little bit more Overlord because then you know that can kind of help make up because there's a balance of okay, did the Overlord win X quests by the time you get to the like finale yeah. or the yep. interlude? Then you play out a certain mission and certain items and stuff are able to be getting or if the heroes got it then they maybe get you know the advantage and it builds a, a neat little while it's not a role playing game, it does build this kind of neat little feel as you play all these linked games of a story that you're kind of unfolding with your heroes in your in sure. your adventures.
1: Yeah. You know, setup can take a little bit, but uh, don't let that discourage you at all because once you once you get into the game, it's quite a blast. And I will mention all, you know, you said that some quests seem to be a little bit tilted towards the heroes or the overlord, which is fine. I mean, nothing's going to be perfectly balanced. But uh, I think every single game we've played has been, every quest has been close. Uh, There
0: was the one. uh,
1: There was one where where I rolled over you guys. But I think other than that. And, and it wasn't even that. I mean, well, there was you, you guys could have won to too. The, I had good luck that night too.
0: No, there was that one where we had to get to the guy was there was like way back at the end of this long hall kind of thing. So it was a big long hall. Here I'm making hand motions. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there was a long hall, and at near the back of the hall, there was like some kind of altar or throne or something like that, and we had to get to that, and. Before you were able to destroy it or do damage to it or or something that you had to do, and it didn't seem like it was very hard. I think it was like the first. It was the first quest that I played in, so I think it was probably the second mission, maybe. That sure. Went yeah. on or no? It was the first. Maybe the first. I think, I think it, was it was the was first this, one. I
1: think it was this one. Castle Darian.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I yeah. did beat
1: you guys pretty good.
0: Yeah, that one was the only one that I thought was really skewed to the Overlord. Like we after we talked about it, we were like. I, I don't know how the heroes win this. I mean, I still want to play it again to see if I can figure out no, how it'll, to do it. It'll but probably yeah,
1: happen. I'm sure we'll be playing it a lot.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so there is a there's a lot of really good fun times. Uh, oh yeah, we had, had
1: we've had a blast playing this. So, so what is what is it like once the game actually starts and you get to play? I, I was just going to transition over to to covering that a little bit.
2: So
0: from a gameplay perspective, obviously each hero. In whatever order they want to do, so they got to control. Like, oh hey, I need the healer to go, so he can get his little spell off, so that or that he can get in position, so that every time,
1: so he gives a benefit to somebody. You know, every or somebody, time, yeah, we every job. time we roll, uh,
0: yeah. I don't know what it's a lightning bolt or whatever on the on the dice, we can heal a point of damage, which is nice. So you get you know, you get that whole kind of decision making process of which player wants to go.
1: Yeah, it's and- totally up to the heroes to decide. There's no preset order. It's just, okay, now it's the hero's turn, all four of them go, and then the overlord will go and take their turn with their monsters and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's that that can actually take up some of the most time of the game is the heroes discussing like Oh, let me go first, and I'll move up here. And since I'll be within X spaces of you, I'll give you this benefit for being in that range. And you know, you'll do one extra damage or something like that. That that discussion can that definitely takes up some time.
0: It usually takes more time for the heroes to sort out what they're going to do than it takes to execution of the of yeah their turn. exactly.
1: And the do you, can I cover the the sp- the progression of the hero turn? Go ahead. Each so each hero will will do their turn in In sequence with each other uh, whatever they decide and that includes refreshing or what is better known as untapping any cards that they might have tapped to use some of those require that they get to equip and like change out items if they want to it's you know it's not really done much but then comes the real meat of their turn. And basically every turn that a hero gets, they get two actions of which several things are covered. They can simply move up to what their speed is. They can attack a monster. They can use a skill that requires the use of an action. Like I said, you can earn more and more skills over the course of the game that give you benefits, uh, either either constant benefits or actions you can use to do something cool. And you can, there are a couple other actions that count, um, searching and searching for uh, treasure under search tokens, you know, rest, you can rest and recover some some of your fatigue, you can uh, open or close doors. So and all of these different things are in action, including one move or one attack, so you can even double attack or r- what's known as run in Descent First Edition. Or take two movement actions in your turn, and that—that's really the the meat of the hero's turn. And after they've taken their two actions, that's that's it. They've done their turn. Uh, they move on to the next hero. And when all four heroes are done, it it goes over to the Overlord turn. The the Overlord turn. It's like I said, it's asymmetrical. The Overlord gets a hand of cards. They get to draw. A card every turn as well and basically each of their cards says on it play when this condition is met when a hero moves into an empty space or when a hero opens a door or something like that basically or play at the beginning of your turn a lot of them are Uh, or when you activate one of your monsters or something like that it during the overlord turn it's it's pretty straightforward and simple they draw a card they get to activate all their monsters which is basically just like a hero turn. They get two actions: move, open a door, attack a hero.
0: They can only attack uh, one. But
1: they can only yeah. That is the, the difference between heroes and monsters. Is monsters can only do one attack, and they turn.
0: have to. They have this concept of monster groups.
1: Yes. So you have to activate all of your uh, all of your goblin archers before you activate your shadow dragons. Um, you got you activate one, you got to activate all the other ones, and so basically each monster you get to take those actions with, moving around, uh, trying to stop the heroes, going and hurting them is basically what a good overlord does. Yep, I like to I like to hurt the heroes. Well, you got you got to party
0: when you're playing. You got to hurt the heroes. I mean, as much as we don't want to be hurt, you got yeah, they got the overlord's got to hurt the heroes because if you kill the heroes, it lets your Effectively take them down to zero health. Yes. They, it gets you, it allows you to be able to draw more cards because you can only draw, yes, you can only draw one true. card a turn. And one of the big things from the player perspective in second edition, you have a big race against the clock in almost all the quests. If you, if you let things sit and you're not actively pushing forward, it tends to bite you in the rear because oh, Neither
1: you're, side can do that in this game. Uh, and, you know, I know we're not comparing, but the Last Descent, you could do that. You could sit back, and especially the Overlord would get more powerful as time went by. But that's not the case for either side in this game. Time is, it seems to always be of the essence whenever we play. It's always, you know, which, in my opinion, is good for the game.
0: It, it is. It makes it makes the game quicker and faster. Yes.
1: Yes. So, and basically, the, the Overlord's going to move all their monsters. They're going to play any cards that... They might have a condition to play, and you know, like I said, there are plenty of cards that can play during the Overlord turn too, or I'm sorry, the Hero turn. But once they have done everything they can with their monsters, they move on, and it's the Hero players' turn again. That's the basic flow of the game. You're given an objective, and you need to work through it, work towards it through these actions that you're that you're taking.
0: All right, so I guess the, the next the next thing is. Uh, obviously, you kind of talked uh, as we've given our overview of the game a lot about the role that you've been playing, which is the Overlord.
1: Yes, I, I think in most, in every game I've played, I've descend first edition. I was hero a couple times, not yet, but I, I'm looking forward to that day. But I, I am enjoying being an Overlord right now as well. <laughs> and in
0: in uh, for my part, I've played a couple of different hero archetypes. Of course, you have... The archetypes, the, that's it. Thank the, you. you have that's the classic The, type, the background I, I was referring to. I've played the uh, Necromancer Wizard, and I've played now the Uber Healer. I don't know what its class archetype was, but it's, a, it's disciple, he's basically...
1: I think Disciple is one class, and Priest or Healer... He seems to be pretty Uber Healer-orientated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's definitely like a Cleric-type class, yes.
0: So I played both of those, and in our in our descent game, our cleric has been geared up like a beefy Uber tank. So it's one of the things that Descent Second Edition has is you have defensive dice. So anytime you're attacked, you roll defensive dice, and they have a number of shields on them or no.
2: Oh, shields. Oh yeah, we
1: didn't really cover like what combat is like, um, but you know it, it's basically rolling dice. Yep. The uh, the attacker rolls attack dice based on the weapon they're using, and the defender rolls defense dice based on what their defense is. And there there are different types of defense d- d- dice, but you know, basically, however many shield marks are on the side of a dice, that you know, damage that's canceled out from your dice mm-hmm. rolls.
0: And and so our cl- our cleric character that we have, he has been given like some really cool armor, so he's rolling two defense dice. He has a shield, so he can automatically add a bonus defense, uh, an extra shield once for one attack. Important. He's very hard to get damage points
1: on. You know, you guys, I think generally it's... Compl- oh, man, you're getting shafted because you're getting stuck playing this cleric character. And maybe it's more, or more boring to play the cleric character. But I don't think you guys would be doing... I think you guys would be doing horrible... Without that cleric, without that healer, no, you definitely need they him. They have helped you a lot. Is but important. he, but he
0: definitely plays like your like a, a proper cleric does. He's no, very, absolutely. he's absolutely. very defensive. Very, I'm not going to take damage, kind of thing. Very much. Okay, I need to sit and instead of attacking, I have to dedicate my turn to healing this character or buffing this or something like that. So he's much more much more of a kind of a, a background character he doesn't seem like yeah. from a player perspective he doesn't seem like he's right in the thick of the action but he's sure. definitely a support type role
1: yeah and and like bence is saying he the guy's strong and i think most of the clerical types are probably a little too, like slightly leaning on the strong spectrum side of things the, one of the keys, uh, if you're going to play this and you're overlord, one of the keys is prey on the weak. That's what a great evil overlord does. And the clerics tend to not really be the weakest characters in this game. No. You know, obviously it's it's the mage and the rogue types yep. that are that are going to be the weakest, obviously, more than your like warrior fighter class or your clerical class. So, not only are they not targeted a lot because they're strong, but they're healing people as well they're they're an important important class and you know men referring to that I think that it's handy that there's four archetypes that each have different specific strengths that dictates the class they can be and I think it's important to have one of each in a good hero team of four people four people
0: yep and so I want to go ahead then I, my other the other role I've kind of played as a hero is because I I kind of jumped into the campaign after Characters were generated in the sure. game we're running, in yeah. so I didn't have, I didn't get like really get to pick a character. And I usually did end up picking playing a char- whatever characters kind of left over or freed up. If there's multiples for some reason, we got like three, and we don't have you know three people, so there's somebody's kind of NPCing a guy. Then I get yeah. a little more of a choice, yeah. But. The other one I've gotten to play is we have our, our wizard, who is a necromancer, who is really a very offensive-type character in the respect of the character itself doesn't seem to do a lot of attacking directly. A lot of the time, the character no. is is moving, trying to get out of danger, trying to stay away, keep away. The the necromancer, though, does its damage and does its attacking through its minions, and it can summon a skeleton, which then, as you level up, you can get a more you can get buffs and whatever to make your skeleton more powerful in the attacking. It's not very good at absorbing damage or whatever, but it's a very. I know Jason's been very frustrated that with that little skeleton. I hate
1: that skeleton. That think it's just a pain in my butt <laughs> because it
0: can keep that weak character kind of away from his monsters and out of danger, and use that and jam that skeleton in. And that skeleton is honestly, yeah, uh, he is really close to being the, the most offensive yeah. damage
1: and thing the, we have. The thing about the necromancer is a lot of their skill cards actually upgrade the abilities of their skeleton that they summon, and. I mean, you guys have buffed him up so much now that he is effective. I mean, even at this near the start of the game, yeah, you can kill him easily, but you still got to spend the actions. That thing is effectively like another hero in the game, and he's he's super strong now. It's I'm very unhappy about that,
0: but at the same time, as soon as you can get past him. And you get no, to that get soft necromancer. necromancer. Yeah. That necromancer just drops like I, a bo- I believe like
1: a- that necromancer is one of my targets usually, isn't it? Yeah, he, yeah. He
0: hit, <laughs> she is, and and she goes down in a hurry. Yeah. So there there is a lot of uh, really cool. I know like the the fighter character is obviously our our strongest character for the dealing tank. damage. He's yep. st- just a touch stronger than the skeleton that the necromancer summons uh, at this yep. point with the gear we've outfitted him with. He's limited really to melee attacks, and then our rogue is very. I don't. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I think I feel like the rogue in our group is probably the maybe the the
1: weakest of the four archetypes for what we're doing. Well, no, I, but, I think the rogue but, is strong and valuable. Although I also attack the rogue a lot because they're easier to kill.
0: But he does have like he's, he is the strongest ranged character in our group.
1: Yes. Yeah. There are also there are. Uh, Ranged and magical weapons can be, you know, done from a range, and there are melee that you obviously need to be adjacent on on a square, uh, next to somebody else. Um, basically, when uh, when combat happens, you you're rolling these custom dice for the game. That each side of the die, well, if it's not a miss, has uh, hearts on it for damage you do. It has. Uh, a number on it for range. Yeah, Yeah, th- but not every side has these. But there are hearts. There are r- numbers uh, which signify the range for a ranged or magical attack. Um, and then there are also little lightning bolts known as surges, which let you activate the abilities of your weapons or character. If you've got a weapon and it says surge, you know, plus one damage or... A surge, you know, re- spend the surge and you get to recover, you know, three health or something like that. Or you know? in the
0: case of like our our healer character, if you're within three squares of him, you can spend a surge that you roll sure. as a to heal a point of damage.
1: Sure. So I we cover the defensive dice; they just have shields on them. But these attack dice, they got hearts for damage, they got numbers for range, and then they've got these surges, these like little abilities that you can spend. On whatever you your character is allowed to spend a surge on, so that that adds some some. It, it's just battle is cool and it's fun to interact and you know see that oh I rolled this awesome roll and I've got the range covered with the number so I've and I've got this damage so what am I going to spend my surges on to beef my stuff up and and that's that's really the, the you know the surge based uh, buffs that you get are a big part of some of the more stronger weapons as well like some of them I mean you get into Adding like three damage or something for spending a surge to an attack, and that that's a significant amount of damage for something. So.
0: Yeah, it's it's uh it's really cool the way the the system works, and you can't necessarily at this point anymore, you, you know you can kind of trying to get a bunch of damage. You want to definitely there's definitely certain dice that roll better range versus yeah. roll better yeah. damage points. Yeah, there's and,
1: several different types of dice that you roll. There's always like one, there's the blue die, the base attack die that you roll. And that has the miss marker on one side of it. Um, All the other dice are kind of like additional stuff. Like there's red or there's yellow that you can add. And, and basically whatever weapon you're using says, you know, you roll the blue and a red or something like that. Um, So it, if you like custom dice, this game's awesome cause Yeah, you got some nice dice. There's a
0: lot of dice rolling in the yeah. game. Yeah, there's it's a lot very of fun. Definitely one of the things that uh, is a recommendation because you do do a lot of dice rolling and you get five people around you It's still a pretty, you got to have a pretty good sized play area mm-hmm, to lay out definitely. the dungeon and everybody's cards and stuff that they have. Uh, so it it gets to be kind of a hassle, and you definitely want to have a spare set. of. It's really nice to have two sets of dice. I don't know if they've actually released the Descent dice as a separate purchasable item now. You know, didn't they have that at Gen Con? Uh, they might have.
1: Or maybe that was extra Star Wars dice. I'm not I sure. No, if I, I don't remember, think the Star Wars dice were out no, at that as point. Soon as, they they have, as soon as they have a second set available for purchase, I will be ordering them.
0: But yeah, it's definitely. I mean, I've been bringing since I've gotten since we both have copies of this game, I can br- yeah. I've been bringing my second yeah, my separate nice set. And then it means that, you know, oh crud, I need this dice. Well, it's on the opposite side of the table. Hey, can you pass me that dice? Oh. Okay. Keep
1: a set at each end this it way just, and it's it just makes it easier
0: play. for everybody. You know, there's and it helps speed up the gameplay by not having to like, oh yeah. crud, you know, get somebody's attention because of their, it's not their turn, they have yeah. already acted or something like that yeah. or
1: Plus, it's more pretty dice sitting around on the table.
0: Oh, sure, there sure. There's nothing wrong with with dice and rolling dice. It's always fun.
1: No, this is one of the best dice rolling games I've got. It's a, it's always fun and and suspenseful when somebody rolls a dice in in a battle. You
0: never it. know quite exactly what's yeah. going to happen. I mean, yeah. it, you can get you can kind of gauge things, but it's you know it's still hard, especially with the the defense dice can quite easily offset what might have been a really good role. Yeah, roll. a great
1: defensive role can can totally counteract that for sure. So, it's it's you always know. you know and and but despite all this randomness and rolling, I mean you're you're always you're usually having a very tight game.
0: And so and you usually can be like you know you can as yes, from the hero perspective it's usually not a uh, I'm not sure if we're going to be able to take down this monster if you know the all four heroes usually focus on a target even if it's a really tough target they can usually take take, take that target down mm-hmm. or there are things that you can do like to mitigate in your movement, to mitigate what the Overlord can do to you as the heroes, to try to, yep. you know, oh, crud, well, we really need to try to minimize hits on the wizard or the the rogue this turn. Well, we can do this and this and this, and then Jason goes, you know, as he whiffs a roll that he yeah, really needs, or
1: it, yeah, the
0: same thing happens to us How, as heroes. Like,
1: dude, you said before that bad luck you saw. Andy Heaven with Eclipse is the worst. But, man, were you there when Brandon was rolling? That was... And he rolled, like... Like, ten misses? Mi- yeah, he rolled a crazy number of misses. And there's a one in six chance only of this. And he had so many like every misses. time he attacked, he missed. And you guys even ended up winning that game. And that was a super close match. But, man, that was some bad I- dice rolling. <laughs> that was horrible. <laughs>
0: Fortunately, I mean, yeah, I mean, even with somebody that rolled that badly, with the heroes could be the heroes to, to still, make it up for you, to still make up for it, and, yeah. and turn in a, a potential win. So.
1: Yeah. There's a, there's always that. It's nice. Let's go ahead
0: then. I think we've kind of wrapped up uh what you know the basic overview of the gameplay and what we think. We're obviously pretty high at kind of fanboys of the game. Let's go I'll ahead and that. when we come back, we'll take a break here. When we come back, we'll go ahead and, and do some comparisons. Obviously we talked about first edition and when we talked about first edition, we were really kind of like eh, I don't know about the second edition. We're really yeah, high on It on, was
1: before it was after it had been announced. But before, but before it came out. Out. before yeah. it
0: came out we were pretty i think we were pretty both pretty set on yeah we're not gonna buy this game i and, think know, i was
1: thinking i said i'd probably get it anyways but i don't think i'm gonna like it as much and
0: so maybe wanna, that's
1: the case maybe not we'll yeah see. we'll
0: we'll see we'll go ahead and talk about our experience uh our kind of a comparison of the games and then we gotta go ahead and uh talk about the expansions for descent As uh, second edition as well, there's a couple of products out now as that are expansions to the core Descent second edition game. So, okay, we'll talk to you again in just a bit.
2: Do you want to speed up your games with super accurate measuring and control your dice from flying everywhere? Then Prism Gaming is your place to shop you love beautiful bold colors and amazing washes with a huge selection of colors then prism gaming is your place to shop if you love to game then you love prism gaming for all of their products and materials shop www.prismgamer.com
0: Okay, so we are back. I think the first thing we should probably talk about is do you go random characters or do you go, you know, do you let the heroes pick what characters they're going to use? What's kind of the best strategy, maybe, for choosing heroes when it comes to Descent Second Edition? Sure. And or what's recommended?
1: Yeah, well, I believe the rule book states that heroes choose their characters. And with, with there being four different archetypes, I think it's almost necessary because what if you dealt out random heroes and like three of them were healers or something like that? It wouldn't be that great. I think you could do some type of, and this was a variant for first edition descent, you could do a variant where you like deal three heroes to each player and let them choose from those three. But I would only advise doing that in the one-off campaign or one-off quest and not the campaign i think for any campaign where there's going to be a length of time that heroes uh the same heroes being played i think it should be completely up to choice of the players
0: we haven't talked about the expansions to the game but when when you're talking the core descent second edition players choosing their characters and 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 being allowing them to build their group to try to include the four archetypes and stuff really makes sense because you only have eight characters to pick from to begin with
1: yeah that's now,
0: yeah. i'm kind of jumping the gun here a little bit but the first real expansion or addition mm-hmm. to the game was the conversion kit which sure. basically allowed you to use all of your stuff from the previous editions of yes. descent the previous which, if of you have
1: anything from a previous descent it's foolish not to spend the 20 or so dollars on the conversion. Okay. Yeah, it's
0: it because it mean just the core descent game that was what 16 heroes something
1: like that. Yeah, it was a large It was row. there
0: were a lot of a lot of hero models there and then you turn around and you've add in another, you know, each expansion added in 2 to 4 more heroes just about so you end up adding in about 20, 25, 30 heroes I think it is to your, you know, available
1: to be used. Oh, there's like with the I mean, if you have like all the expansions in the base game from first edition, you've got close to fifty heroes, I think. If you've got some of the promos and stuff too, like from Dungeon Quest and stuff, mm-hmm. yeah, you've got you've got a lot of characters to use no. and monsters as well, yeah. which just opens up the possibilities a ridiculous amount. It's it's worth the twenty bucks if you've gonna if you're oh, gonna yeah. have them sitting around. I
0: mean, I've got almost every expansion and and the Dungeon Quest and. So I've got a lot of guys, you know, yep. and you're in the same boat. But uh, from a uh, choosing uh, your hero, that kind of becomes all of a sudden. If you, if players are allowed to choose, when you have that many choices, one if if people it's haven't gonna really played, <laughs> it's going to take a while, yeah. and it's a little bit hard to maybe choose. Uh, do I take this guy or do I take yeah. this
1: guy? Yeah. They're relatively balanced, but there are there are definitely recommended characters from if you check out some forums on the game there are ones okay take this character and get them with this class and that's pretty much the best route you can go for that archetype like they that that it's kind of known or or felt by by the general population sure that and, and
0: with and when heroes get some experience yeah. uh with playing the game they, they can easily start picking out like okay let's take some time go through this stack of guys who's the best possible guy in the stack for what we want them to do
1: and speaking of which i mean in relation to that i think that for our campaign you guys chose i mean i don't think any you know research was done who should pick what but I mean, you guys chose really well. I think you've got some very strong, capable heroes. Yeah,
0: the only the only guy that I thought was a little bit soft is the rogue, yeah. and he's still pretty he's still pretty good. solid. He's still good. He's got good abilities. Uh, but you know, the, the, the warrior dude is pretty solid. The necromancer dude with their little dragon thing yeah. is
1: oh, awesome, and, and the cleric too.
0: So they're all we that group was solid. that that group of selections was solid. Uh, but uh, you know, that's kind of the things we're talking. You know, after. After we get done with your descent campaign, I'm going to start yep. one and and, I'm and be the overlord. That. Yeah, and you know I'm kind of this is one of those kind of things that I've been playing with. You know, does that, do you take the time and allow the players to choose through the you know all of the possible heroes that oh, they you can have select? to, or else you're going to hear or a do lot do you, of complaints or from do us. you do, or do you do maybe something like okay, let's do three randoms. And you get to pick out of those three randoms, yeah. you know, to maybe add up or change up, especially when you're looking at an experience group, you know, in, in, the, in the pile. And, of course, I've got the, I need to know what heroes are going to use so I can paint them. I, you know, it's one of those kind of things oh, is yeah. which way is the right way to do it or maybe which way adds the most fun and eliminates some of the overtly min-maxing maybe that might be. I don't think there's sure. any like sure. major difference between the heroes it's really drastic but there certainly can be a little bit of an advantage especially when you start adding in 50 60 different you know there's not only so many stats on the on the hero card to begin with when you add yeah. in you know 50 characters worth of components yeah how do you how do you really do get charged
1: with what the best is yeah you know like what looks good to you after a while i don't know but you know. it's fun to choose your own characters too and look through them and I mean, just like it is it's fun to, you know, create a character in a role playing game, you know. It's it's a cool thing to do.
0: It is. So there is a, there's a certain element of that that kind of needs to be done. I mean, now certainly when you're playing one-off games, I think the random element for choosing characters feasible, comes, I think. comes in uh, big time, but certainly when you're playing the campaign I think this is something you maybe have to decide on on your group. I know with yeah. with the group we play with I don't think it's it's quite as much it's not heroes aren't are necessarily choosing characters on the we want to win at all costs
1: Well, I thought that's what you guys did.
0: Uh, I didn't choose <laughs> characters, so I wasn't there. Well, they
1: looked at them for a while and tried to figure out what the best looking stuff was. yeah, they definitely did.
0: I know you've talked with like your you like I't next time we play the Necromancer is just not available. And it's yeah, been kind I've, of a joke. Uh, I've, uh, that's
1: been kind of a joke, but yeah, at the but same time, you know, at the same time I've managed to win a couple quests. I mean,
0: also, uh, you know, that's not necessarily uh well, I guess when there's only two wizard types to choose from, that's kind of maybe a little lame, sure, but sure. but uh well, and there's
1: an- another one in the expansion too, so there's more choices anyways. So, I don't know if we'll be playing the necromancer or not. There's a geomancer in the ex- expansion, so yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see about the necro and the so, damn skeleton.
0: So there are a couple of avenues you can go for choosing the heroes that make it can make things interesting, or and and some of that is the uh, as the overlord or as the guy that's going to kind of run the game, you know, mm-hmm. for the group. That's something that you you want to talk to with your players a little bit going into the setup and try to have an understanding of what they're looking for yep. and to know your group. I mean, it's not you know. I, I don't want to necessarily advocate, you know, if you know your your group are are uber power gamers and they're gonna go research the internet forums for what the best combos are and stuff like yeah. that. Well, then maybe you want to push or you want to push for as the overlord a, a more random generation to help enhance the gameplay and experience. But if your group's more of the yeah, we just kind of sit down on a on a Wednesday night and we're gonna play play a game and. And we want to win, and we're going to try to make things off, make decisions off of our experience. Maybe that's where, yeah, the uh, choosing your own characters sure. is probably more acceptable. So then, next up, we're going to go ahead and just talk. There's uh, some huge differences between uh, first edition Descent and second edition Descent in gameplay and rules, in rules and. And just the overall feel of the game.
1: Oh yeah, the feel is yeah, very different.
0: Now, Descent First Edition, in my mind, if you're the kind of guy that you know, this is the kind of game you're going to pull out once every three to six months, and you want to play a really full, rewarding game, and it's just going to be a one-off. Yeah, and you're going to feel and you're going to see feel your characters promote and go up in power throughout the course of the game then 1st Edition is definitely the game for you. Yeah,
1: 1st Edition is, it's a longer play time. I I, want to first just state that the general gist of the game between 1st and 2nd is the same. Both of them are, the 2nd is still Descent, for sure. They're both the Overlord versus the Heroes, you know, with asymmetrical play, and again, it's different, but... It's it's effectively, it's it, it's deserving of the second edition title for sure. But yeah, you make a really good point. It's like a first edition game takes longer to play a quest, but your character is going to get buffed up. I mean, not really leveled up, but they're going to increase in power and the weapons and equipment they have over the course of that single quest in first edition, whereas that happens more so over the course of the campaign in second edition.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's certainly if your characters in first edition, when you start playing, and I've heard this as a complaint against campaign mode in, in first edition, is that by the time you get into like the third or fourth game of the campaign, your heroes are already so ungodly powerful oh, really? that it's tough for the Overlord to fight against them because they've basically now had the pick of gear over the course of the campaign to, to tweak out the heroes the way they want them. Sure.
1: And and a disclaimer that neither Ben nor I have played the first edition campaign before. We've only played one-offs. Uh, although I heard that there were a lot of aspects of the first edition campaign as released. Uh, there were a lot of issues with that and uh, complaints of not being balanced, uh, complaints of playtime, that it, it still took a while. And, that, and there's a lot of rules to overcome as well. It's basically adding a second game on top of Base Descent.
0: Sure. First edition, first and foremost, was written as a one-off game. Yes. Yeah. And it wasn't until it wasn't until the second or the third. I think it was a third expansion, but it was Road to Glory came out. Third or fourth expansion, Road to Legend. Yep. Came out that they finally added campaign rules to the game. Yep. And it was a big change to what you do in that game Definitely. and to try to reverse a little bit of what the game was trying to do, mm-hmm. whereas 2nd Edition was written right off the get-go, how are we going to make this game a game that you can play yes. first, play in a, in an evening?
1: 100% geared towards the campaign, though. We played one one-off quest and was like, well, we're never going to do that again. It's always going to be campaign, even if the players change. Well, especially I mean, since-
0: Especially since it was the the campaign we the 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 one off game was a that very first mission which was I, th- I I from what I understand I haven't played it as a as a player but it kind of uh, generic and, and kind well, of a-
1: no the, it's not the for the the quest intro or the campaign intro quest that's not what we played one off we played okay. one of the, we played one of the act one quests ah in uh. F- for the one-off that we played so it wasn't because that first intro quest is like really basic and only one encounter so but i mean it's it's absolutely geared towards the campaign there's there there's no reason not to do it even if you've got different players playing each game it's easy for them to pick up it's not like they're at a loss where oh how's my character developed it's no yep this is the the abilities your character has of course, you want to try and better your character and win this so they're even better the next time they play, but it's, it's absolutely geared toward campaign. That's the way to go. And I like it that way too, actually. It's very cool because it allows you to have those shorter games where you've got a smaller map than in first edition, yet it's still fulfilling in terms of you know when that quest is done, you go to the campaign step where you get to like go to the shop and buy some stuff or spend experience points and and get new abilities and stuff. So you still like have that satisfaction of making your character better, even though it's it's quick.
0: And the same goes for not only your character but also for the Overlord. The Overlord' yes. experience gets better abilities, cards, and whatever for their deck. Um, but the the other the other bit, uh, the big thing about campaign mode, which has been the big joy of playing Descent Second Edition. Has been the fact that you, as a player, you get some investment in in real. Uh, it, it makes me excited to want to sit down and play the next yeah, game because for sure, for because sure. I've been working on this character for a little while and yeah. and now I'm going to get to see them. the yeah. the way this character evolves to the next level or the next yeah. step.
1: How do I use this new weapon that I just got at the end of this? You know, that's definitely part of it. Um, Same for the Overlord too.
0: So it makes, it makes me definitely not want to miss when we, when we have those descent nights. Yeah. But the other thing that, that really was a big change, I think, from first edition to second edition, we've highlighted it, but first edition, we didn't play very often. And we didn't play it very often, not because we didn't love the game. No,
1: oh, no, no. But
0: because yeah. we couldn't, we, we have a regular board game night every Wednesday. You know, everybody gets, yep. gets together. It's already 7.30 at night. You just can't, you know, and everybody's kind of working. First work edition the, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's just not enough it's time. feasible. Second um, edition? Totally different story. Yeah,
0: you can whip through the first and second part in you know, yep. four, four to five hours. And, and we, we're not like the not even most that, too. focused seven thirty to maybe midnight at the latest sometimes we're eleven
1: dumped. yeah it's it's a it's can be quick
0: so but the but the big thing is is that we can complete that so now a campaign becomes feasible before yeah. with the descent first edition we we've all well, we had talked about wanting to do the campaign we mm-hmm. had bought we both bought the campaign expansions yep. but it was really unfeasible to do the campaign because uh, the amount of time even if even with smaller uh, smaller campaign quests the amount of time investment to to do that was just it was too much for us to try to overcome so yeah, sure. that was really big and and they've really focused on second edition and we mentioned that also earlier on the I think the first segment the missions seem like more of a race against the clock you you have to try to to achieve your goal, usually yeah, relatively Yeah, that's a quickly. huge
1: difference of it, too. Like, first edition, players dawdled. Oh, okay, I'm going to take this turn. I'm going to go open this chest, and I'm going to go travel back to town and go shopping, and blah, blah, blah. Second edition is not, you don't feel like that, because it's it's usually there is some type of race element to it, and it it's really good for moving the game along and keeping the pace up for it, I think. Sure thing.
0: Yeah, it was really, really big for uh, us to to do that, and, and it has now allowed us to really link not not only the games together in a campaign where we're now growing our characters and everybody's excited to come mm-hmm. back and play the characters that they've grown and and advanced. But on top of that, you were getting this awesome feel of story that's now been built with the campaign. Which sure, I mean these these elements just weren't available to us previous, so. I'm definitely excited to get together again and, and start on Act 2 of our, oh, our yeah. quest. And it's sure. talking about Descent now is just making me my mouth, my mouth water yeah, for, exactly. for wanting to play. It's too bad
1: we probably aren't going to play it today. Oh, well.
0: Uh, Oh, well. It's, um, it's okay.
1: Now, the hero characters, it's, it's relatively the same what the heroes can do. It's stated in a different way, but you get there the same way. The heroes basically get a couple actions worth of things to do on their turn, from moving to opening treasure chests, opening doors, attacking enemies. It's really very similar to Descent 2nd Edition in that respect. On the other side of the coin, the Overlord is played significantly different. In 1st Edition, you had the Overlord earning uh, a currency called Threat each turn, based on the number of heroes in the game. And mm-hmm. the hero, would, the Overlord, would earn this threat, and they'd still have a deck of cards they draw from. But the the cards they played actually used this threat, and included in the cards they played were the monsters that they could summon onto the board. So very different from first edition is the Overlord mechanic m- mechanics of the game, in which the monsters it says, "Well, you got this type and this type of monster, so pick them," and they're put out on the board before the game even starts. And in some quests in second edition, you might get to, at the start or end of your turn, summon an extra monster out if you've had one die already. But other than that, there are no cards that bring out monsters. It's, it's much more left up to the scenario, the summoning of monsters, than it is to the overlord in second edition. So, significant changes, uh, to overlord play. And I don't know that the, that it's, it's, uh, that the entire descent crowd is a fan of that. I personally am, but um, it, it, it's a big difference between the two. In addition to how quests are as well. First edition is okay. Yep. You're starting at the beginning. There's the end of the dungeon and it's pretty much always get to the end of the dungeon and fight this boss. That's at the end of the dungeon. That's pretty much all that it is in first edition. And like we said, It, there's always some different condition that kind of actually, it really spices things up nicely in, in second edition. There's, you know, these, you gotta get to the end for a story, you know, uh, make sure this guy doesn't escape or something like that. And, uh, I think those, that, that, the quest differences and the overlord player, the two glaring differences between the two editions. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, there are other, plenty of other little changes.
0: Definitely. I mean, the the whole game in in first edition was its own micro story, but it was more of yeah, a tactical yeah. miniatures combat system in uh, you know, a dungeon yeah. setting than it was a where you were telling and building this this kind of sequence of of a story and events. Uh, where yeah, second edition definitely grows on that. I mean, that's the uh, uh, any good campaign yeah. should do that. But sure. and we didn't have we didn't have neither of us had first edition campaign play. But that really, I mean, when it comes down to it, yes, they added those elements into first edition, but they weren't the elements
1: that were first edition. Yep. Other than that, I mean, yeah, like I said, small differences, nothing, nothing huge. You know, some new artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the art styles in both versions of descent, you know, it's cool fantasy type stuff. Um what I've heard the general consensus is in terms of ratings and how people feel the reception of descent second edition, the general what I've seen like on board game geek and stuff is the more of a seasoned descent 1 veteran that you are, the less you like the second edition. Um and I wouldn't and by any means call myself a veteran of first edition, I've probably only played six or seven quests from first edition, maybe eight tops. Personally, I like Descent second edition more. I originally rated Descent 1 a 10 on BoardGameGeek. I think it still is rated that. Maybe I'll have to bump that down because second edition, it, it in terms of what I like to play, that's an improvement. Things go quicker it's still a fulfilling game. The campaign and building things up are great. It's still got that tactical, that combat between the hero players and the overlord. It's it's overall a great improvement in my opinion.
0: I I, I would be – I'm kind of torn here. I really love 2nd Edition, and I love the game of 2nd Edition. There are aspects of 1st Edition, though, that oh, I yeah. really love. The, the, the growing your character through the course of the game – of a was, single game. Yes. Was as a player was was the each individual game sure. was much more enjoyable in first edition. I yep. thought as a player um, whereas in second edition I the sequence of games is what's much more enjoyable as a player. It's not yeah. just the individual mission that I'm like okay, I really like playing the individual mission, but it's the whole sequence. I got to play several missions yeah. in order or several quests before you know And that's what I want to do in second edition. So it's a little bit of a different animal. Um, definitely. Uh, first edition, if, like, we're doing a board game day like today. And while today we're doing Eclipse is our big, big signature game, but I wouldn't mind doing in the future doing just a big first edition game where you got four or five people on that game because it does. It plays as a nice one-off game where people have this nice fulfilling experience and they don't have to have experience with you know, they don't have to have expert players at Descent to have a great one-off experience with sure. first edition. Whereas sure. I think, I think the one-off experience with second edition really that's where second edition, where first edition shines a lot. And oh if you're, yeah, like, if absolutely. You're like a, if you're a veteran of of Descent and what you and you get together with your buddies once every month or two to play. Then I can definitely see yeah, the huge reward. First edition. Yeah, the huge yeah. reward of first edition. Whereas if you're getting together on a weekly night like we do, and you're playing like two or three times a month.
1: You mm-hmm. can really
0: easily knock out a campaign in you know two three months, and yeah, there's a little rotating in and, and but, out and of players. And we also
1: though have gone like maybe three to four weeks or something between plays of Descent Second Edition. I mean, it's not something that oh, if you set it down for too long, you can't pick it back up. You have to start the campaign over. It's not. It's not really the case. No, it but isn't. I do. Under, you're, you're, I completely agree with what you're saying. Like, if you want to play a single quest and you want a big epic feeling game, you've, you've got to go with, with first edition. Although, I mean, you could also just play two quests or something in second edition. If you had that. I mean, it's, it's, Personally, I I don't know if I will ever go back and play first edition again. I mean, if somebody else has a game of it, that's a different story. But in terms of me like organizing, let's get together, let's play this long game all day today, I, I don't personally know that I will organize that myself with the second edition now.
0: Certainly, and, and and that's something. So that's, it's up
1: to you. you it's all you. Better. No, you better I've, I've, <laughs> I've actually
0: chewed it over. Where that's something I might do on like cool. one of the board game no, days that's, that's is offer that cool. as like one of the big, one of the big games going on a day, especially since it's a nice game. I get into. I I really like games that are cooperative games like that. Same with like Arkham Horror, where you can get a bunch. Sure. Of, where you only need a couple of guys that really know the game.
1: Oh yeah, then, that's a great thing. And then about everybody it. else, yeah.
0: whether it's first edition, second edition, these cooperative games, you don't need. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to play Eclipse today, and we going got almost everybody that we've got playing has played before. Yeah. And when you have that, you need really need everybody to be up on the game, yeah, understand the rules, and understand it's tactics you against
1: everybody else. Yeah.
0: And you're not going to, you know, it's not in anybody's best interest to help you make a decision as to what's right or wrong exactly. And whereas Descent, a game like Descent, uh, Arkham Horror, yep. uh, these kind of games, bring make Shine in, is make,
1: a- make them a hero and the other heroes bring them up to speed. You can get you can start a game quickly without very much explanation ahead of time.
0: Yeah, it's it's you know, you don't have to go through a 45-minute teaching session. You're like, "Okay, here's the big overview, here's your character. Everybody'll help you make decisions. You'll pick it up after a turn or two. Oh, okay. Sure. Boom, done. So that's a huge bonus here with this kind of a game and, and playing this. And that's and that's also uh, a big awesomeness with the campaign mode. And in bringing in, like, in the campaign mode, too, with Descent 2nd Edition, um, you don't necessarily have to have the same four-player's playing the heroes every session either you can rotate those guys in and out okay and if somebody okay you got somebody couldn't show up for board game date board game night you can always it's not it's not horribly rough to have somebody play two heroes no in a session experienced yeah there's all of that that kind of goes in it as well. And it's easier to get people to kind of want to keep coming back with, with a campaign mode because they're, they get a vested interest in, ooh, I, you know, I want to play my character again because I've been playing, I've been playing this one. Like it was kind of, we showed up and we had four of them. We had, uh, Justin made it and he had originally played the Necromancer character. Yeah. yeah. And so he had a, but I had been playing, playing the Necromancer the last two weeks, so it was kind of like, oh, man, i got to let yeah, the Necromancer go. had to it to go. Justin. He
1: was the original one, so I had to yeah, give it, it was, to him.
0: But then that, that night I got to play the Cleric, and that was like an immensely enjoying, and it was a an enjoyable night and, and difference. So, I mean, like like the next night I was like, oh, I really want to play the Necromancer, but I also really want to play the
1: Cleric now. You know, and we've hooked Brandon on the game as well. He oh, is yeah, like, he is. Because that was the first he played at the first game of those like three weeks in a row we played, and like he totally loves yeah, that he, game. He,
0: every week he's like, ah, "I want to play Descent. Let's play Descent." Yeah. Every time, every yep. time he kind of comes to board and game. And before night, he's now, he like texting me,
1: like, "Hey, can I play the the rogue character again? Can I have that, dude?" Like, he's, <laughs> he's vested in the character he didn't even create. So, so yeah, <laughs> it cool. was
0: really really good. So let's go ahead then and talk. A little bit about the expansions sure. to Descent. I mean, we already it, it kind of expounded on the conversion kit, which basically allowed you to take all. It came out as soon as first edition came out, yep. it, or second edition came out. It came out right away. Yeah, and it basically, I mean, one of the one of my complaints would if they didn't offer the conversion kit or with the base Descent game, is I've got, you know, the old Descent box is $100. I've got four expansions that are $50 a crack yeah. for the old the old yeah, game. Exactly. I've usually got $300 in Descent. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, I, I've got a bunch of discounts on stuff. But anyways, <laughs> I've got $300 of the boxes of Descent, you know, retail, sitting in, you know... A first edition descent. Why do I want to buy second edition? I mean, it's it, it wasn't cheap. I thought it was like seventy
1: or eighty dollars. I the, think the retail for second edition is seventy or eighty bucks. I'm pretty somewhere sure. in there. So um, I mean, online at you know you get it online at a, a cheap website. You're going to pay fifty or fifty
0: five. You can get thirty percent off pretty easily yeah, online.
1: Yeah, but uh, I mean it's it, it's priced that way because there's a lot of stuff that comes in the box,
0: so. I mean, you, you get that, but then you're like, oh, but I've got all this first edition exactly. stuff. Now, yeah. hey, the conversion kit came out, and it was a great idea not to put it in the core box,
1: because if you were oh, just sure. buying second edition to Make start with... the core box more expensive.
0: <laughs> yeah, if you're buying second edition f- for the first time, and you were never played Descent before, all of a sudden you'd be like, oh, well, here's all these other heroes, where do I get the miniatures and the stuff yeah. for that? Good point. Oh, wait, it's all out of print? Well, that kind of sucks, yeah. but the conversion kit allows me to use all of my out-of-print stuff, all of the stuff I've already put tons and tons of money into, mm-hmm. and still be able to use it. So yeah. that is great.
1: Yeah, and it basically comes with a big stack of hero cards uh, for second edition, from the, for all the first edition stuff, and a stack of cards for monsters to use all those. So I think it's added new value. I think it was such a wise play on Fantasy Flight Games' part. We're going to release this. It's going to tempt hardcore, steadfast first edition players. It's going to tempt them to get it because, oh, I can use all these all this plastic from my old game. And it it's added an immense amount of value to it because now all of those old versions of the game are coveted and not just tossed aside. And, oh, you know, why play this when I have this better one? Hey, at least you can use all of this cool stuff from your first edition i think it's it was it's just an excellent business play on their part
0: i mean i really love to see them even go the next step further and come out with like conversion kits then for the expansions and all of the quests that were in first edition so that i could even incorporate those
1: that would be very cool
0: that would be that would be the next thing i wish they would do that I'm maybe somebody's done it out there already on the internet. So I don't know, but that would be really cool too. Because then I could take because there were a lot of cool. Like each expansion was its own little micro story, kind of adding to the the overall yeah. first edition, yeah. the overall game. So yeah. it'd be cool to see those all come out in the future. But it that was the big the conversion kit was big for me. That basically went from I'm not sure if I'm going to buy second edition to. Hey, I think this is a good buy now for him because yeah, now I can I still, can do this. Yeah. <laughs> I can, no matter what, I still can, I can use all of my old stuff and still and use this new stuff, mm-hmm. and if and and still be able to use the old stuff in the original game. So yeah. that was that was a great value add for yeah. for me to be able to make that decision to so let's go ahead and pick sure. up second edition. I'll now
1: say, I got into descent what two years ago. I dropped all this money on the expansions, oh crap they're coming out with a new version of the game, and I just wasted all this i'm happy that I was around when all of those expansions were readily available, so it enriches my second edition game that much more
0: yes, I mean it gives you because you have such now such a the the first edition game right, has so many by the time by the time it was at its end of the print run, it had so many expansions, five expansions to it, Something so many like monsters. Yeah. So many variants on, on what you could do with the game yep. that now being able to add that all to my second edition game means that it gives me so much additional playback ability yep. because uh, even though I'm playing the same, maybe the same book quests uh, from second edition, I can... Add so much difference with the different monster types. Yeah, that Yeah, the can use. second
1: edition quests, they, they, there's a kind of an uh, an icon system where, you know, this monster type has these two icons associated with it, and each quest, uh, you can put in uh, a kind of uh, open groups, they're called, of monsters. Uh, some some monsters are you know hard coded in there. Up, oh, you're using goblins this quest, but oh, you also get an open group, and you get to choose from these icons. So. It it yeah, even within the I mean, even if you don't have the uh the conversion kit and the old stuff, you still get variety in your quests in second edition, but this makes the variety so much more immense. I know that's
0: certainly something like I've been thinking at what I'm gonna do with my when I get to Overlord and I'm gonna run my game, is I've been like thinking about well, how do I add the best value to the game and the in the campaign Through the selection of monsters that I use to kind of not only make it make sense from a story perspective and not just a cool fun perspective, but also then keep it kind of themed so the overlords using maybe similar monsters types, you know. Okay, we're gonna start out with maybe little spiders here, and then we're gonna get some bigger kind of arachnid-looking things later to yeah. kind of like oh, these yeah, are the big cool mama idea. monsters yeah. or something like that. I've been thinking about like how do two I different spider how types? Do, how yeah. do I add this this storyish feel all the way through and, and link? Not only the the campaign games, but I can link my monsters as well to add, sure. give that added value sure. to the players that are playing in it and, and give that additional investment. And I'll have the benefit of having played through a campaign first to help me make some of those decisions. So that's that's really great. Yeah,
1: that's, it's only going to get better and, I think, more competitive among Heroes and Overlord as as we play these these campaigns, for sure.
0: So then... Then they just released the first expansion to Descent, the first real expansion yeah, to Descent 2nd Edition.
1: Which is probably the biggest reason I'm excited to get my campaign over with and get yours started <laughs> up so we can so we can incorporate it. Because you're not supposed to throw the components in in the midst of a campaign.
0: So the first expansion is called Layer of the Worm. It basically adds five new quests to the game that to your core game that can either be played as kind of their own stand standalone yep. mini campaign, or they can be added to the core descent second edition. Yes, they're, they're edition kind of campaign. added to
1: second edition campaign as like side quests actually, and they, they they incorporate doing those in a certain with a certain new mechanic that they add to it. But you can, like Ben said, you can also play them alone, just all five of them in a row, as as a little mini-campaign, which, I mean, maybe we should do that. I, I don't know. We'll see. But uh
0: It also adds two new heroes, both, uh I guess, this Reinhardt the the Worthy, who is this fear, fearless kind of warrior fighter type, and then there's a High Mage Quellen that they add that's kind of a, a spellcaster. Then... On top of that, they've added a couple of different directions you can go with the Overlord and heroes.
1: Yeah, basically, it's it's more of everything that you've got. Your heroes, you've got. I believe there's two new monster types that are introduced.
0: I believe so as well.
1: It introduces a new uh, a new new effects, new cards. It introduces a little secret room thing that you you can, you put in a search token or a search card that. That is a secret room, and if you draw that, you get to go to this little room with some treasures and monsters in it. So that adds to the quest. It's, it's basically a lot more of everything, which is awesome for this game. Uh, new treasures, new abilities for the Overlord. It even introduces new two new classes for specific different archetypes. I believe for the warrior archetype, it introduces the champion class. It, which brings the amount of classes for warrior up to 3 that you can choose and then it what sounds super cool for the mage archetype it adds the geomancer class mm-hmm. which uh they can like summon these little familiars that are like you know made from the earth or whatever and uh and and they can bring out multiple ones of these actually as a geomancer which looks it looks very cool. Like we were talking about necromancer before, I, I, I'm really interested in seeing what the geomancer class adds to the game as well.
0: Yep, and then and then as far as the the monsters it adds for the Overlord, it adds uh, fire imps and also cool. the uh, hybrid sentinels, which are kind of these half breed dragon monstrosity type things sure evidently and, and then of course there's a new lieutenant that they're adding which is, which is like dragon a dragon lord you yeah. have yeah, the boss the, monster And
1: hey let me complain about this game one since we've been just like gushing over it the whole time oh sure the the, the lieutenants okay lieutenants are like kind of like boss characters that are usually stronger in this game and you know exactly what i'm about to go after ben is that the lieutenants are represented by little flat round cardboard discs they're not represented by figurines and
0: Well, they I, sell they do sell all of the figurines separately do from they what I really? understand. If I could get the Fantasy Flight website to actually operate.
1: I know they sold the lieutenants from the first edition campaign stuff, and I think some of those might be named the same as second edition lieutenants, but it just it kind of sucks like, oh, you've got these cool plastic minis for all these monsters, but oh the boss monsters are little cardboard tokens with pictures on them which is it's unfortunate but i mean it's not a not a huge deal.
0: Yeah, there's a a whole pile of the the overlords and whatever are kind of yeah that is a i really wish they would have included those miniatures with the with the core game but i would
1: have paid a little extra for them but uh if they want to release them separately i would i would invest in those i i love the minis. It's uh I'm I'm excited about this expansion and just, you know, incorporating more goodies into the game. I've got it at home. It's it I opened it up but I haven't punched it out or or incorporated anything to the base game. I'm I'm looking forward to it though. It's gonna be it's just gonna make it better.
0: I actually need to pick mine up uh before (laughs) I uh get my campaign underway. But it's on the planned purchase cycle. Yeah, I would definitely, definitely highly recommend this Descent Second Edition for anyone that's got a, a regular board game group. That kind of, you know, you're looking for something that you're gonna, you're gonna be able to play. You don't have to play this every week, but like, even if you were playing like every other week, or you played two, three weeks in a row and then took a break, uh, it's a great game for that. Or for like, a, you're gonna plan a, a weekend game that game day where you can knock out maybe two, three quests and over the course of a day. That'd be cool to
1: do sometimes. You know, that
0: would be, you know, like, oh hey, we're gonna get together this Saturday and we're gonna do half the campaign this Saturday. And then we're gonna get together in two weeks. Yeah. And we're gonna do the next half of the campaign in two weeks. Wham, done. Yeah. And that would be cool. Yeah, I mean that could be there's a lot of things you could really do with it with second edition that just weren't available in first edition in the in the same kind of regard. There's still a, they were still they added the campaign components, but it just I don't know that it I'm not sure how they pulled it off right. Yeah. In the way they did with second edition, so True. Alright, uh, let's go ahead and take a break then. And uh, when we come back, we'll go ahead and just wrap up the show and, and go from there. My precious
2: your precious what my precious everything Yu-Gi-Oh, warhammer 40k war machine hordes everything everything yeah it's all at missy mountain games really correct located on cottage grove road and you know what i hear they also have the largest gaming space in all of madison
0: don't just hear it i know they do
2: all right and also you can check them out for board games as well i hear
0: Yep, board games. they got pretty much everything. The management and the staff down there are awesome. They can hit, hook you up with whatever you need if it's not on the shelves. They'll make sure they get it in for you
2: promptly and
0: quickly. All
2: right, well, check them out. Misty Mountain Games on Cottage Grove Road.
0: And, of course, hit their website at mistymountaingames.com. Okay, we are back, and we're going to go ahead and talk about, uh, I think, next here... We've toted up the Descent 2nd Edition thing bandwagon quite a bit, but what other games are we looking forward to maybe picking up soon or playing that we haven't played already?
1: Personally, for me? Yeah. Well, in terms of games that I don't own that I'm really looking forward to, there are a couple of those. And these are both very different games from Descent. You know, you've got your kind of... Luck-based dice rolling, very thematic games that fall under the camp of Ameritr- Ameritrash, uh, and then you've got more Euro-type games, or what are known as Euro games, which are very strategy-based. Uh, sometimes less thematic. They like to use a lot more little wooden bits, cubes, and discs and such. And there are a couple of those that I'm actually looking forward to. The first one of those called Zolkin, the Mayan calendar which has a, a very new awesome looking mechanic uh the game actually has the board has a few different wheels on it one big central wheel and five i think hanging off of that and their gears and by turning the central gear you turn all of the gears and what these gears are for are placing your workers on and as you put your workers down on the gears and turn them the actions that you can use those workers for change and get better the longer they're on the gears it's it's a super cool looking mechanic um so that's zolkin the mayan calendar and it's just about to be available here in the u.s another one i'm looking forward to a bunch is a game that i kick-started last year called ground floor looks like a very heavy euro game themed on business building and in uh building your your skyrise uh assigning workers to different actions that you can do that that pertain to this that's what i'm really looking forward to and finally the uh name of the last one is escaping me and i can't think of it so ben okay it, well uh, i get one you're thinking of so i can look this up <laughs> i've got a couple
0: of things that i've picked up or i'm going to be picking up soon uh, first off, I just picked up uh, on eBay the game Last Night on Earth, which is a zombie survival horror kind of game, and I've heard a lot of really good stuff about this game. It supports two to six players, but it plays evidently best with more players, like four to five players is where it really kind of the sweet spot for playing this game, and I don't know a lot about the actual game itself. I, I've had it recommended pretty highly to me by a couple I'm of sorry, people. What, what are you talking the, I wasn't The, the game, game Last that Night
1: on Earth. Oh, Last Night on Earth, okay. I've had a couple of people
0: really kind of highly recommend it to me, and no, I gave no. it away a couple of years ago as part of the Merry Mayhem surprise you prize, know what? Uh, I think, raffle
1: support. I think Andy's roommate might own that game, actually. So you might ask him about him bringing that over sometime or
0: I, I just I just bought it actually oh, on you, eBay. Oh, I'm
1: sorry. I'm sorry. See, I so. was looking that up. I, <laughs> I
0: apologize. So I'm really looking forward. I, I'm I'm really I really th- think zombies and stuff are really cool and and that kind of genre is kind of cool. So I've 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 been looking for a really good game that captures that that I can hopefully get played more with the group. So that's hopefully last night on Earth has a has a good game mechanic. That we can, that we'll get to play it a little more. Uh, on top of that, I'm really looking forward to, I'm a big fan of the Star Wars X Wing game, mm. the X Wing miniatures game. And I'm really looking forward to the Wave 2 expansions, the Falcon, the Slave 1, particularly the Falcon. I just think that's going to be really cool. Yeah. to have I that miniature. The,
1: I've seen pictures of the miniature and like compared to somebody's hand, like the thing is huge. Yeah. And it's only like 20 or 25 bucks or something. It's like, $30 it's retail, is retail is what they're selling so it. So like 20 online, like 20, that is a ridiculously 20, yep. great price for a mini that big.
0: I've seen pre-order, all the pre-orders look like they're coming in at about $20 for that. And then the A Wing and the Tie Interceptor expansions as well are going to be. Oh really yeah, cool.
1: I did. I forgot about those. Either. Those are all
0: coming. I mean, it's kind of under, They're kind of overshadowed when you got Slave One and the Falcon yeah, coming true, out at the same true. time. I'm a big but
1: fan of this game, and I haven't even played it yet. <laughs> they
0: they had a event that they just ran where they the top the top two winners like all the, all the stores could buy the the prize pack,
1: oh, and yeah. the top two
0: winners got got Falcon got a Falcon and Slave One, and it's mm-hmm. crazy to see what some people have taken that and put it on eBay. And they're like 80, $90. If they can wow. ship right now, that those auctions are going 80, $90 Jeez. for them. It's just kind of crazy that people willing to pay that much just to get it, just to get yeah. those ships two, three weeks in it, uh, you know, maybe a month before they release. Hopefully only two or three weeks in advance, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, they had the Falcon and Slave 1 at, at Gen Con, so I was actually yep. able to see the actual figures for yep. them, and, and those were really cool.
1: Mm-hmm. Very cool.
0: So I, I'm really, really pumped for that. And then I think that's, those are the two big ones I'm really looking forward to. There's some other cool games I'm, I'm looking at, but nothing the, else. Uh, it's just like, wow, those are, those are the two that are really, really on my list of I want to get them. The other and, one
1: that I'm looking forward to, like, it, incredibly, an incredibly large amount, is called Terra Mystica. That was really popular over at the uh, Essen Spiel convention this uh, past fall. Um, it's it's another Euro type game with very little ran almost no randomness, all strategy, and it just looks awesome. There are you play a race and you're you're trying to adapt the land or more so adapt the land to what your race likes the most, terra mystica being the name to kind of do some terraforming actions in it. There are fourteen different races, each with a different special power or strength that Uh, you can choose from in playing this game. 14 of them, uh, from like gnomes and fairies and giants, like all different cool types of fantasy races you can choose. And it's got like kind of an area control, area influence, terraforming aspect, some worker placement to it. It looks just like it's, it's being very highly regarded by the board game community that's been able to get their hands on it so far. And Terra Mystica is probably my most most anticipated title at the moment that sounds really cool it's yeah it looks very if you could see some shots of the game it looks it oh it just looks great Uh, there are plenty of games i want in addition to that but you know nothing nothing like zolkin and uh, terra mystica that i'm looking forward to right now
0: Alright, let's go ahead then and just, what did we talk about today? We've obviously talked about Descent, second edition, that was our main topic. Yep. Just in case you forgot what we were talking about. Of course, uh. uh wait
1: a second, I would like to give my final verdict. I, I don't oh, think I- sure. I mean, obviously, from how much we're gushing over this game, we both love it. It is, in terms of like, you know, like I said, I'm in both camps, Ameritrash and Eurogames. In terms of just any game, this is one of my most favorite games. I, I'm, easily i think able to give this game a 10 i think i rated it that one night on board game geek after i lost as overlord because it was so close and so fun even even losing it is just a blast my final verdict on that is get this game even if you like first edition it's going to give you a a different style of play and it's going to be playable on those weeknights when you don't want to stay up too late it is a wonderful wonderful game
0: I am I'm very much in the same camp. Uh I I would like to compare the individual gameplay has definitely increased in the amount of fun yeah, the further we get into the campaign as well because yeah, then oh yeah. the the heroes and stuff the initial game or two they well they were good uh the hero just was a little underdeveloped at that point. Yeah. And almost. so it was uh Kind of generic, but now that the heroes are all kind of developed and have they have now they've, they've kind of gotten some gear and and feel like they're a, a little more established and, and have started to kind of flesh themselves out, not just as the hero themselves, but kind of almost as their own character. Yeah. Um, and and yeah. now they have defined strengths and weaknesses, sure. whereas before sure. they were all kind of the same and and you didn't get a huge there wasn't a huge variance and difference. They were level zero. Yeah, the different, you know, it's just like playing like a level your level one character in a Dungeons yeah. and Dragons game or in yeah. your role playing game versus playing a level five Weak, or a level not ten
1: specialized. Yeah. yeah,
0: and now they're kind of specialized and cool and unique. So yeah. uh, it really has uh, made the game even more enjoyable than it was initially. Mm-hmm. Uh, overall, I'm I'm a I'm a strong. You know, out of ten, I would give it a seven and a half or an eight. Oh, wow. I think there's, I think there's a couple of other games that for me in my mind. Uh, I've played Warhammer Quest and I know you haven't yet.
1: I'm not, um, I'm not into the Warhammer like you guys. Well, I'm Warhammer Sorry. Quest is
0: another dungeon crawler game. Oh. oh. It's basically off the, they used to, there was back in the day in the eighties when you had Hero Quest and the like Hero oh, Quest okay. advanced. Uh, and then you had and then they did Warhammer Quest which was set in the Warhammer world cool. but it was basically hero quest on steroids with oh my goodness you die oh <laughs> a lot okay but it was it was tough as at the low levels it's really tough for the heroes but at the same mm-hmm. time it's you're playing you, there is a certain amount of like silliness in how badly you, you got to have a little bit of a sense of humor when you're playing Warhammer Quest sure. that it's oh, how badly sometimes can things just go for the heroes and and take that with a grain of salt? But at the same time, uh, the game was – it had a good campaign mechanic, Mm -hmm. and the game was really good in that respect. And and it was – of the Mm -hmm. games that I've played, that is the game that I played that I laughed the most.
1: Hmm. So – cool.
0: That, uh, that is probably my favorite of the dungeon crawlers, and that's probably my ten. I honestly, I think I, I personally, I enjoy Descent First Edition a touch more so far mm-hmm. from the overall. I think that would be in the eight and a half. Okay. Uh, and, and Descent Second Edition is in like an eight. So, in, in individual gameplay, it's a little less for me, but if, it, sure. if, for the overall campaign, it's much, it's definitely, sure. it makes up for, for it. Okay. So, don't get me wrong, I, I love both games, but, uh, I'm pretty hard on not giving out tens very often either. On, I'm on, a little bit more liberal
1: with my tens, so. <laughs>
0: so, so that's just, that's just where I, I would give Agricola like an eight and a half too, and that's one of my favorite games.
1: Sure, I gave that a ten.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> so, just going from my, for my perspective, is Star Wars X-Wing is an eight and a half. I see. It's really good, but it's not... And it's one of those ones that would... You know, when I'm in the eight, eight and a half stars, it's a must-buy for me, but it's not necessarily like, this is the game I'm going to play. I want to play every time we play board games. Sure. That being said... Uh, we did talk about Descent Second Edition, obviously today. We did talk a little bit about Eclipse. We highlighted on that because we're going to have that today. It's Colzzi's birthday. To it. Very excited. We highlighted on that today, so <laughs> everybody kind of thanks to everybody that's been giving me birthday wishes on Facebook and Twitter and whatnot. You guys have been great, and I'm sure I'll get more of those throughout the day.
1: I still lose the game today, probably though. We'll see. Yeah,
0: I'll probably still lose at Eclipse.
1: <laughs> I will too. Um, I suck at it. <laughs>
0: And then finally, I mean, how do you get a hold of the show? How do you catch the show where you want to listen to it? First, you can catch us on iTunes, BlackBerry Podcasts, or Stitcher Smart Radio. We're all listed on those. You can always catch our just our RS feed, RSS feed off the website. Put that in your podcast reader if you, if you don't see us listed there. And if you don't see us listed on wherever you're looking for, let us know. And we'll try to see what we can do to try to get us listed on whatever that feed engine was that you're searching for us on. You can catch, uh, Wisco Dice at the Wisco Dice website at WiscoDice.com. Or you Wisco can, dice dot com. Oh, yeah. And you can always catch our, catch and talk and let us know anything you want on our forums. We'd love to chat with you. Finally, you can catch us on Facebook. Join our Facebook group. We also have the Facebook page for Wisco Dice. Thanks to everybody that hit our, help, liked us. We're... Uh, cruising over the hundred likes now very comfortably and, and keep, keep recommending us to our friend, your friends and, and get us uh, get them to listen to the show. You can catch us on Twitter, of course. You can catch me at Dugan Brightaxe, or you can catch actually Jason on Twitter if you mm-hmm. thought, if you want to catch her some random Irma Gurd tweets or yeah. occasionally some tweets on board games or whatever i'll take
1: pictures of board games and tweet them that we're playing sometimes yeah a lot of the time it's just silly random things being said i don't i don't tweet that much so it's a nice follow because you don't see much hear much from me
0: (laughs) okay follow follow jason let him know how much you enjoyed the the point point five casts and uh maybe you want to hear some more of this so
1: i'm at sir at sir taco watson sir taco watson so finally
0: you can catch us on google plus of course uh that's you can just hit us at wiscodice at gmail.com that's our google plus handle and uh you can always email the show just email us at hosts at wiscodice.com any feedback you have good bad you can catch all of our links on the links page at wiscodice.com and again I hope you guys enjoyed the show. It was been great. It's been great talking about descent. We're going to go ahead now and get Conzi's birthday going the right way. Oh yeah. All right. Thanks a lot, folks. Thanks everybody. Peace out.